This is the Incubator and the Neonatology Review Podcast. We are your study buddies for neonatology topics. I'm Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova Barbo. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Incubator and Neonatology Review Podcast. It is Tuesday. We are breezing through nutrition. Yeah, this is the easy part. Yeah. And today we are going to, we're on page three. We're talking about neonatal energy balance, expenditure, and requirements. They love to ask about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, is that your dog barking in the no. background? Neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> I know. Your, dog, your dog is well behaved. She every every yeah. time I think it's a it's your dog barking, it's not your dog. It's always no. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> good for her. Um, okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is energy balance, right? So um, gross energy intake should be equal to whatever energy is excreted, energy that's expanded, plus energy stored. What does that mean? Um, so energy excreted is whatever energy you're not using and you're sort of dumping, right? So you, you've been given energy and you're not super efficient at at taking everything in and you're not a hundred you're not a one hundred percent efficient machine. So you lose some of that energy in your stool and in your urine. Then you have energy expended. So you're gonna have um, a lot of different things, your metabolism, all these all these aspects of, of, of body function are going to expand energy. And these are going to be very dependent on what kind of physical activity is expected, the dietary intake, but also since we're talking about neonatology, are you a preterm baby? Uh, what is your body size, composition? Are you sick, not sick, et cetera, et cetera. So these are energy excreted plus energy expended. And then finally, energy stored. So whatever you were able to absorb, you didn't really use for your metabolism. So you stored it and you have some, some brown fat now and, and you, yeah, so you've, you've stored that part. So they like to ask about energy requirement and energy expenditure. So the estimated caloric expenditure and requirement for optimal balance to achieve the desired growth rate are given uh, to us from um, the different sources in table two here on page four. Um, and we have rec we have values from the American Academy of Pediatric and from the ASPGAN, right? So there's some key differences in terms of the, cal the calorie needs for preterm infants to actually achieve normal growth rates. And it depends, the American Academy of Pediatrics will make that, uh, will make a differentiation between babies who are fed enterally versus intravenously, which makes sense. Your absorption is not always 100%. So for babies that are, um, for babies that are um, enterally fed, resting energy expenditure is 50%, uh, 50 uh, kcal per kilo per day. Oh, I'm so sorry. That is something that I've seen asked. So resting energy expenditure is 50 kilocalorie per kilo per day. The good thing about that is that this 50 is actually the same if you are being fed IV because it's your resting energy expenditure. So it doesn't really matter. And it's kind of the high end of the fetal energy needs. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Good way to remember it. Um, then you have thermal regulation, which is about 10 kcal per kilo per day. 
Interestingly enough, fecal loss energy is about 10 kcal per kilo per day. I think there's a, a AP meal prep question about that. I saw this being asked. The fecal loss energy obviously is not there if you're being fed IV. In terms of um, thermal regulation, this is about five to 10 kcal per kilo per day if you're fed enterally, zero to five if you are fed IV. So much less effort needed if you're being fed IV. Um, finally, um, the, the thermic effects, effects of feeding is about 10 kcal per kilo per day. And then energy storage growth is about 25 kcal per kilo per day. If you're being fed enterally, this can go up to about 35 kcal per kilo per day. And so if you do the math and you start adding all these things up, I mean, activity is very variable. It goes from zero to 15. But if you add all these things up, whether you are, if you are enterally fed, you get to a total uh, calorie needs of 100 to 130, which is kind of what we're trying to aim for when we're feeding babies, like a total fluid volume of about 160. When you're fed IV, that can be lowered a little bit, which is 85 to 95, which is all what, I mean, if you've always wondered, like when we put kids in PO and you put them on IV fluids alone, how come we can tolerate much lower total fluid volumes? Because technically their caloric requirements are slightly lower. Um, resting, sorry, resting metabolic rate is greater with increased prematurity, disease states, and low birth weight, and may require up to 150 kcal per kilo per day to balance energy expenditure and allow for proper growth. Very well. Now my dog is barking, so. <laughs> but you were muted. So I was muted, so you, I'm sure she will. The, my family is arriving home, so she's going to keep working. Um, I think this is a good time since these are the energy requirements. There she you is. You hear her? You hear her? There she she's, is. She's excited. Um, the energy requirements to talk about how do we deliver that energy. And so um, calculations are on the nutrition section. Um, and you have to be able to calculate the nitrogen balance. You have to be able to calculate glucose infusion rates or the GIR in milligrams per kilogram per minute. And you have to be able to calculate the protein and fat delivery in grams per day or grams per kilo per day. You have to be able to calculate the total kcals from all sources of nutrition in kcals per day or kcals per kilo per day and calculate the volume or amount needed to deliver a specific quantity of a macronutrient or to meet the total kcals in a day. And when you sit down to do these, you're like, I do this on the unit all the time. No big deal. But somehow these uh, nutrition calculations are always harder than people anticipate. So the very first things you need to uh, know are um, how many kcals per gram are in each type of component. So carbohydrates, dextrose, actually give us the least kcals per gram, 3.4. Protein gives us a little bit more, 4 kcals per gram. And fat gives us the most, it gives 10 kcals per gram. And so this is kind of the basis of doing the daily nutritional calculations. Yeah. I've, I've seen sometimes lipids, lipids is 9 to 10, uh -huh. sometimes... Be careful because 10 might be a rounding, rounding up. I'm very good at calculating calories. I mean, I... We, oh, well, I, aren't you modest today? No. That's, that's, <laughs> this is, this is, I'm going to say, 
I built, we built an app called Make You Diet where all I did was calculate calories. So I feel very good about calculate. And yet you get to the test and <laughs> the panic. And I remember I was like, God damn it. Like, I Why just, isn't oh. it working out? <laughs> you know, you do the math and then you get to the entry choices and none of them match. And you're like, this is not, this is not happening. Like I've, I've done this for years now. Like this is ridiculous. So um, yeah, b- make sure you have like a, a system where you say, I'm going to do, I do this first, this second, then I added them all up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because it's, uh, it's stressful, the day of the exam. Yeah. This is the thing hey. that frustrated me the most, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, I, I think, go ahead. No, because you think it's easy points. You're like, easy. I know how to do this. It's like, they gave me all the things. I just have to do the, the basic math. So, yeah. So I'm going to go over some of the basic calculations. And then Brad Scammer knew that this was a difficult, <laughs> difficult category. So it's not even in the question book, though there are lots of questions in the question book on calculations, which are difficult to cover in an audio format. So you just have to sit, sit down and plug them along. But in the back of the nutrition segment, in the content book, there are questions on page 21. Um, there's 11 questions, and um, I think they give a very good idea of what to expect for calculations on the test. They give things in a few different scenarios. So I would definitely recommend if you only do a few calculations that you do those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told you you need to calculate nitrogen balance. What is nitrogen balance? So it is uh, the nitrogen intake minus the nitrogen lost. And nitrogen intake is your protein intake in grams per day times 0.16, which is a constant representing the fact that each gram of protein um, is 16% nitrogen. And the nitrogen lost, urine losses, is measured by urinary urea concentrations plus your estimated stool losses. And in general, this is about four grams. Okay, that's nitrogen balance. Uh-huh. You need to know your glucose infusion rate, which by the time you get to this test, most most of us have calculated it at GIR once or twice. <laughs> and we know that there are lots of calculators available. So maybe you haven't calculated a GIR. Um, or yeah, I think you, that's the, that's probably the, the, the reason why most people may not be able to do that. Yeah. Or your TPN is done through the EMR and it helps do your cal- calculation. So you just may be out of practice. So in general, the GAR, the glucose infusion rate, is in milligrams per kilogram per minute. And there are a few ways to calculate this. You can use the percent dextrose times the mLs per kilo per day divided by 144. That's actually the easier equation. That's the one I use. And that's not the one I use. (laughs) 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 Because I always preferred, okay, the baby's already on something. What What is your GAR? So I liked the calculation. It's the percent dextrose times the hourly rate uh, divided by six times the weight. That's how I learned to calculate GIR. But either should give you the same answer. And what was the other one you said? It's it's on the numerator. (laughs) Numerator? The one on the top? It's the numerator. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. Percent dextrose times the hourly rate. So mLs per hour uh-huh. divided by the denominator, which is six times the weight. Which is so. So I usually do percent extra times hourly rate divided by six divided by the weight. 
you got me lost there, one second. So, so divided by six times the weight? The whole thing is divided by six times the weight. So when you're doing the math, it's easy to just divide by six and then so divide by the weight. So if the baby is, is one kilo, you would divide by six, basically. Right. Okay. And then the other equation we just mentioned, can you, re can you give that again for uh, listeners? Percent textures. Yeah. Times mLs per kilo per day. Yeah. All divided by 144. I see what you're saying. And you're saying you prefer the first one because technically you kind of know the rate. You kind of know how many ml per hour you're using. And so you use that right. on the, in the numerator. Okay. Okay. Because if not, you have to calculate mLs per kilo per day. Fair enough. <laughs> but it depends what the scenario is. And then really the calorie um, calculations, you basically calculate using that kcal per gram. What is the word? <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're... Say that again. <laughs> the kcal per gram of macronutrients. So... Basically, you'll calculate dextrose. Your energy, your calorie, okay. Yeah. But when you're looking for the total calorie consumption for the day, calorie utilization for the day, you're basically going to find out what your dextrose calories are. You're going to find out what your protein calories are and uh, your fat and lipid calories. And then you add them all together. Yeah, by the way, if you're on, whenever you're on service, take your kid on TPN with some feeds and just practice. Yeah. Just do it w once a day because this is pure practice. Maybe once a week. Set yourself some stuff. It's easy to do. No, but I, I think if you do this once a week, then it'll be old hat by the time you get to, get to the test. So I think that's yeah. a great tip. Great tip. Yeah. All right, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Incubator and Neonatology Review Podcast. If you like our show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to reach out to Daphne and I via email by sending your messages to nicupodcast at gmail.com. You can also message the show on Twitter at NICUpodcast. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care practitioner. Thank you.